Hello, and welcome to Metal Brunch Club, a podcast about coffee, mm. blast beats, and three dudes' opinions on this metal sucks. albums you never wanted. So, crank those volume levels to 11 and enjoy some good old-fashioned metal music with your hosts, Brian, Nick, and Jordan. Episode three. Episode three. Episode oh my goodness. Three. What's up, you little pieces of shit? <laughs> Welcome back. Hi, cutie. Hi, cuties. Hi, dad. Thanks for coming back for episode three. If you did come back, um, I was up in the air about it, to be honest with you, from yeah. like even a host perspective. Yeah. So I'm I glad was, we all showed up. I was thinking about taking a nap, but then you guys came over. So here we are. Here we are, recording the podcast, hanging out. And this week we're talking about the band Ithaca. They got a new record out called They Fear Us. Ooh. 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 Who is they? Who are they? I want to know. Who are they? So, yeah. I um, I enjoyed it. I think yeah. it's a good... I thought I thought it was a good record. I really love like the, pro- the progression of the record. Um... I feel like it starts off with a lot of heaviness, hardcore elements, that kind of stuff, which eventually sort of throughout the record leads into more like dreamlike, anthemic vibes, like tonally beautiful guitars, vocals, um, more emotion, you know, in a, in a good kind of way. Um, and uh, definitely feel like it's a record I will come back to. The good kind of emotions. What a, what yeah. a review. Not the sad beautiful, well, kind of beautiful sad. words there. Yeah, that was very <laughs> concise and very well thought out and is going to put I'm, uh, <laughs> the rest of our thoughts to shame. It's like I you. may or may not have, have listened to it and then thought, you know what, I should probably write down a couple, jot a couple notes. It sounds down, like you're so. way better prepared than I am for this. Right. <laughs> What'd you guys think? <laughs> what? We were supposed to, I was supposed to listen to something before I showed yeah, up here? Was that? Oh, oh, shit. Kidding. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> So this was, I think I talked about it last week, probably uh, one of my most anticipated albums of the year uh, behind Grey Haven's um, third LP. Um, and, and this one is interesting for me because I I love it, but I have some like disappointments with it. Um, Do tell. Yeah, um, I try to like get my, my thoughts as uh, well organized as, as Nick's were. Uh, so I, I listened to these guys, obviously, with their first uh, release, which was in 2019, um, The Language of Injury. Uh, when I first heard about these guys, they were explained to me as the second coming of uh, Norma Jean, Botch, Misery Signals, three of the like, biggest heavy hitters in the metalcore scene. Listen to that album, and you can definitely see that they are just grabbing from their inspirations. The, the yeah. songwriting was great. Uh, Flowed really well, really interesting. I was excited to see where this album went. I think that they, you can definitely see that there's a lot of maturity between that, the three years that have progressed since their last recording and then this one. Um, and you can really see them starting to kind of expand their sound to incorporate more like shoegaze and, and pop and kind of like dreamier elements. I just think that 
the album near the end starts to feel like a completely separate piece of work yeah. to what was there at the beginning. Um, so I think I the, the production is dope. Uh, I think that the performances by uh, vocalist uh, Jamila and then the guitarist Sam and Will, uh, outstanding. Like There are some fantastic riffs um, and passages throughout this album, and she's got a fantastic voice. So I think that it sounds great. I think that it's a very fun album. Uh, I just think that it's nine songs, and they could have probably used one or two more to kind of blend in and transition from their heavier elements to their more melodic uh, and atmospheric elements. Because as it stands right now, it's two really good. It's like a really good longer EP, and then a really short good EP at the very end. That kind of yeah. feels slightly disjointed. It's a. Uh kind of reminded me i guess your thoughts probably similar to like the monuments album where you Mm -hmm. liked the you know the beginning half a little bit more than you liked the end kind of yeah and and i i still love this album i've listened to it you know front to back probably a good dozen times in the last week and i and i still think that the songs on the last half of the album are great um fluorescent which is the third to last song is probably my favorite song on the album because it does mix both the heavier and the more melodic elements um, very successfully. Uh, like I said, I just think that they could have, I don't know if it was a structuring thing, like they should have had maybe one other softer song mm-hmm. in the middle, had a, a few more passages, because they'll have clean vocals in the choruses or like on a bridge or something, pretty traditional metalcore stuff. Yeah. But then those last two songs really kind of take uh, a very drastic stylistic turn. Uh, it's enjoyable, and I, I love every second of this album. I just feel like the flow could have been a little bit uh, improved, I guess. Mm-hmm. I get that, yeah. Uh, for me, it was, a, it was a really good album. I have kind of been jamming it pretty consistently since it came out. Um, it's right up there with Greyhaven for me. Um, it reminds me a lot of Misery Signal's um, 2020 release when they brought Jesse back and kind of in a similar fashion, there's a little bit more of a softer or, mm-hmm. I guess, dreamlike kind of 100%. essence towards the end. Um, you know, fluorescent, you should have gone back and hold, be held. Those last three tracks on this album do have kind of like a different vibe than the rest of the album because it kind of starts off pretty heavy. Um, and then for, you know, the middle of the album, it's just like, punchy 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 relentless yes and it just goes and i love it but um i do find myself while i i like the whole album it's in in its entirety i do find myself going back to basically the middle three tracks each time right so i i also think i may have burnt myself out listening to the singles up Mm -hmm. until this release because they started releasing singles for this five months ago and they released four singles in that time frame and i don't think i realized that this was a nine song album until like two like a week before it was actually coming out because i was like oh shit yeah this is coming out soon and then i saw that i'd already listened to half of the album yeah and so there was when i kind of look at it like you know those are four really good songs three really awesome like heavy songs that i was kind of expecting and then they all of a sudden threw two really experimental songs right there at the very end and just I think that the overabundance of single releases kind of got my mind thinking that this was going to go one direction. And then 
they completely just threw that curveball there mm-hmm. at the end. It's almost like with Grey Haven and their song All Candy. They released their softest song on the album first. Yeah. We're like, hey fuckers, like we're we're experimenting here a little bit. And then the whole album came out and it was still very much them. Yeah. Um I think kind of the reverse happened with this where too much of too much overindulgence of these awesome singles. And it, it kind of just took away a little bit of the bite that the album had with that first time full like front to back listen, I think. Yeah, they released like the first four tracks. Right. And then you had just five more to listen to. Mm-hmm. So short album for sure. Yeah, it was too short for me too. I think the whole runtime was like thirty five minutes or something like that for the whole yeah. record. Even so their songs are pretty like short and there are a lot of like repeating parts mm-hmm. on their songs they have hooks they have mm-hmm. like repeating like sort of like breakdown hooks and things like that so yeah. it can it can feel very short and i think the uh, dynamic sort of diversity of the of the record in terms of like the different sort of like genre blending and stuff that they do mm-hmm. it's just harder to cram all that into such a short amount of time so right. yeah i think we're all pretty much agreeing with that but and, uh, and, regardless it's and, and also like i appreciate the short like i know i i would like a few extra songs but i do appreciate that none of their songs overstay their welcome at all yeah, um totally. they're there definitely it is pretty much all killer you know there really is not there there may be a few passages where you're like okay like i've, I've heard enough of this mm-hmm. um you know but for the most part each song is around like that three three and a half minute long time frame gets in gets out does what it needs to uh but I, yeah, I just wish that there was a little bit more that kind of could have blended all of the disparate elements together. Um, still enjoyable, and again, like the vocal performance on this is light years better than what it was in their last one. It, she Jamila sounds awesome. Her her clean vocals. I didn't know she had some of those pipes. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of dig into that a little bit more later. Um, but she really is very much the star of the show. Uh, For sure. Very spirit boxy in that regard. Yeah. The writing as a whole on the album, I think, is really good, though, composition-wise, mm-hmm. everything. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it's a very mature, well put to like well thought out album. Um, I just think that there could have been a little bit a little bit more in there to kind of help things flow yeah. a little bit better. We wanted more Ithaca. Yeah, we wanted more. Give me a double LP. <laughs> Three hours of. You no, know, it costs a lot of money and a lot of time to make that happen, but. But you guys are. Uh, um, I want it, so do it. You guys are, uh, you know, starting to be a well-known metal band now. You guys have to have money now. Yeah. Because metal musicians make tons of money now. Yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think overall we all enjoyed the album. Probably will be in my top ten this year, but we still had some like criticisms and some areas that we think it could be improved upon. Sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So, shall, shall we listen? Yeah, I think we want to dig in a little bit more into some of the individual songs um, on the album. Uh, Nick, what do you? Why don't you start us off and hit us with a, a few of songs that you enjoyed off of the album? Some thoughts there. Well, yeah, for sure. So um, this, the record starts starts off with "In the Way," the song "In the Way." So it starts off pretty strong with distorted drums and vocals that pretty hit pretty hard. Um, sort of like pull pulls you in instantly. Uh, here I'll just play like the very beginning. Oh, 
Yeah, so... <laughs> great way to, to start the record off, like, instantly. It was, like, just a breakneck riff, just fucking crushing you. So, love that. Um, yeah, it's, it is a fantastic fucking opening song, and the, the, that main riff that, you know, kind of starts off with a little bit of that chugging pattern and then goes into the more individual, like, cleaner notes at the, at the end of the, the riff very very misery signals and Mm -hmm. like if there's any band i've said it before that you're going to emulate misery signals is like the band they're the one um i also like the addition of the the growled vocals in the background every once in a while i believe that's the lead guitarist um sam doing those vocals and i think it's just a cool yeah i think he does some like some harmonies and stuff too throughout the Mm -hmm. record that you that just blend really well with her voice so yeah. Dig that as well. And and lyrically, like we might not dig a whole lot into all the lyrics on this album, but like she just comes right out the gate um, with this song, just kind of talking about like you know retail work, or that was kind of almost my thought was like retail work or service industry jobs and things like that, and mm-hmm. how like shitty that can be, and and how mistreated those people are. Like there's a lot of really heavy topics that she digs into on this album, and I and I think that that definitely adds a lot to it. But yeah, cool ass song. Yeah, so um, next up on the record uh, is a band called The Future. I'm sorry, a song called The Future Says Thank You. Um, I'll just, I'm just going to play it. For yeah, you guys. Dude, please do. Yeah, so another one of those like really dynamically diverse tracks it showcases some of their technical chops. Mm-hmm. There's a few different like time changes throughout that song, which is really cool. And then obviously like her like range of vocal um, is really shown on that song as well too. So those drawn out melodic notes at the beginning of that breakdown get me every single time. Like I'll repeat that section just to hear those those that like five seconds of that whole entire song because yeah. every single time it just sounds so fucking cool right yeah I dig it um third song on the record is a song called They Fear Us So that's another. That's like one of those uh, breakdown hooks that you know I think throughout this song repeats a few times, mm-hmm. and I fucking love it. I love the vocal hook. This every time the the part like returns in the song, it's just, it's just like equally satisfying. 
for me. They uh, later in that track actually is probably one of my favorite breakdowns, and uh, she has this line that's just like "bow to your blood." It's so good though. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is like one of the stronger tracks I think on the album. I agree. Like, I mean, it's hard for me to pick favorites because I I like a lot of them. But that song initially, I think it was one of their singles. Happened to be working out, and I was just like in the middle of a set and I was dying and then I heard the breakdown come through and I was like, okay, I can do this. Right. <laughs> Give me inspiration. Yeah. The the bass tone on that song is really cool too. Like if you listen to it with a pair of headphones, it's just, it's thick, it's meaty. Uh, and it's a, the thing that they do a lot is uh, they only do like single bass pedal breakdowns. So it's not a lot of like double bassing, like super fast and heavy. And it reminds me almost of some, like a band like Every Time I Die where they don't have to be their, their brutality comes through in, in guitar tone and in composition um, and those kinds of things as opposed to just like, and I guess that's how every band is, but they, they don't, that's, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, fuck, that sounded way better in my head. <laughs> but instead of down tuning to a crazy extent and using, you know, eight, nine string guitars yeah. or whatever to get that heaviness, mm-hmm. their heaviness just comes from these other distorted tones that they're using um, and just the composition. So it's just a really cool thing to see this band be relentlessly heavy yeah in the in a less traditional way than you might see in like a lot of other definitely more raw like more like a raw heaviness and you get and you feel i think the heaviness from the from like the emotion in the music as Mm -hmm. well too like how they're playing the parts because sometimes in metal like you can get like guitar tones and drum tones that are like that can sometimes feel like too digital or like too perfect or too you know like Mm -hmm. they're lacking feeling and so um, this this record, it, it, you could feel it. Yeah, know, I'm curious cool. what the guitarists rig are. Like, I wonder what they're playing. Mm-hmm. Probably some boutique amps. But everything is now like pretty digitized these days. Totally. You know, people are yeah. rocking Axe Effects or yeah, you know, they got a Kemper. And I, I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I want that electronic drum kit <laughs> right. because, like, dude, yeah. I can put any sound I want into this drum kit. You know, instead mm-hmm. of like having to buy, you know, specific symbols, all this, you know, to get different drum heads, like different sticks. Like you can literally just like make your kit sound like anything you want yep. nowadays, which is like yeah. awesome. So. And it's less to carry around. Probably. It's less to carry around. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely one of the stronger tracks on the album. I think the lead guitar riff is just fun and bouncy and strong three tracks that this album starts with. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Next, next on the record is a song called Camera Eats First. Yeah, first thing I want to say about that track is the guitarist right hand strong <laughs> oh, <laughs> with those palm mutes. Yeah, I'm sure they're all down mutes too. I'm sure he's you know he's downstroking the whole thing. Oh yeah. But, so uh, am I listening to that song? For being <laughs> yeah. honest with you, a lot I, of I am yeah. a lot of down doing a lot of stroking, <laughs> upstroking, downstroking, <laughs> sideways, sideways, 360. Uh, 
Yeah, that. Um, Spitting on that thing. <laughs> so that was one of their singles they released, obviously. Probably the most well-known to me. It was the first track that I heard uh, that you know you sent over to me, uh, Jordan. And <clears throat> I immediately was like, well, if that's what they're going to open with, I'm going to love the rest of the track. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I like how even in the beginning, it kind of takes a step you know, on the calmer side and she does a little bit of her, ah, you know, yeah, a little bit of vocals, then it comes right back into the heaviness. So, and I do like the addition of Queens on this song. Um, they're, they're, they're kind of echoed. It sounds like she's layered a few times on herself, but it just adds a really cool dynamic to the heavy chugging palm muted riff that's going on in the background. Yeah. And that's, I think what I wanted to see more of with some of the later tracks is that, really seamless integration of melody and, and clean harmonies over top of heavier elements For or sure. you know softer guitars with harsh vocals or something like that but it's a it's a banger of a song and when i heard it first i thought that was going to be the heaviest song on the album and boy oh boy <laughs> boy oh boy was i uh proven wrong yeah um i feel like the heaviness just keeps going uh next song cremation party I love that boom, boom, boom. that part. Yeah, it's it's so good. I mean, I don't exactly know what all the lyrics are about. I mean, I'm guessing someone's getting burned alive and getting cremated, but <laughs> that's what that's could all be. Like just it. has a really traumatic uh, experience <laughs> when she was a child. Right. Uh, I mean, seeing someone get burned alive. I don't know. It's pr- it's a pretty heavy track, and it's the shortest one on the album too. I think it's like two minutes and like seven seconds or something like yeah. that. So, but it goes heavy the whole time. It's it's pissed so, off. Yeah, it's very angry. It. But 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 still has like a a fun head bobby quality to it. Like the whole entire time, you're just grooving and moving mm-hmm. along with that that leading riff. Um, and it's just yeah, it's it's fast, it's fun. Definitely uh, is a highlight of the album for me. I think. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, same. Um, next song is called Number Five. Mambo. It's- Number five, M- Mambo, number five. <laughs> which is actually the sixth song on the album, one, and so like it kind two, of four, bothers five. me. Go one, two, but yeah, it kind of bothers me that they didn't have number five be the fifth song on the album. It's kind of yeah. a troll move, it and it bothers me, but I appreciate it. Yeah, they must for have sure. done it on purpose. Yep, for sure. Yeah, I I, th- I think I just picked all breakdowns, but um, yeah. that's just typical of me. But well, don't worry because it's about to fucking <laughs> yeah. soften up. Here, yeah, it is. Know? They um, also do breakdowns 
very well to your credit. Yeah. That's I, a fun song, too. I love that song. It's It's got my favorite leads in it. The creepy little eerie, like really high, whatever is going on there. Like I just mm-hmm. love it. It's so good. And then the squeals. I'm a I'm a slut for squeals. A slut for squeals. It's definitely <laughs> the most uh, traditional metalcore, like early two thousands metalcore song on the album. I think like it's very botchy, very Norma Jeanie. Um, Norma Jeanie. Norma Jeanie. Norma Jeanie. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a fun song, and yeah, it is the last one on the album that's kind of just breakneck and, and heavy, to yeah. what, as Nick kind of alluded to just a few moments ago. Last three songs on the album, you start to really transition. Uh, Fluorescent, which I think Nick's going to play a sample here in a second, kind of blends the two, and it's maybe my favorite song on the album, uh, so let's give that a... Hell yeah, dude, that fucking riff. What's it's that? the best. It's, awesome. it's my favorite riff on the album. The, that cool, like, tapping section where it kind of goes in almost halftime, I guess it, it might be the, the guitarist. I don't know. Yeah, it just sounds... It just is fucking cool. Like, that's it's all fun. I can really say about it. It's a party. It's a party. There's no real breakdowns on that song, but it's still Doesn't fast. Need to be. It, it's 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 fun. About, I would say, 50-60% clean vocals. Yeah. But it's... It is a good mixture of the the two elements, um, and I don't know yet. Yeah, it's the strongest track in on on the album, in my opinion, if only just because of that leading riff that we just heard. That riff is fantastic. But now we start to get into like ballad, shoegaze, yeah. pop territory. Uh, with uh, ballad, the second to last song on the album, you should have gone back to where. I say we're getting to the softest parts of the album, and then it just <laughs> we play yeah, like the whole entire time. Uh, he led me astray. I did. That was yeah. my little pedal. It's classic switcheroo. I do like that that part a lot, though. Yeah. the The thing with that song is that there's what I didn't we didn't play is the two minutes of like blues. Yeah. And and like I don't know soul guitar and and mm-hmm. keys that are happening in the first part of that song, which are really cool. But this is about halfway through, and it kind of starts to pick up and incorporate some of those other elements. Still a really cool melodic guitar line, though, that's going over the top of that whole song. Yeah, agreed. I think it, I think it flows really well. Um, the last song, Hold Be Held, you just got to, Nick, just play, play the clip. You just got to hear it. To, <laughs> you just got to hear it. I'm in sun, Sunday, Sunday church again. Guest appearance. <laughs> yeah. 
that turned me off a little bit. That just like the style of singing. I don't know. It's just so. It does sound kind of worship like. Right. War, yeah, worship be. Uh, I mean, it's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to re record that Ithaca with, yeah. with Nick here, yeah, I, I mean, think I think, they it, would I think that's what you're missing. That's the missing right. element. I think they would appreciate me fixing that for them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's obviously like she's talented. Like homegirl's got some pipes. Like she sounds good with when she's singing right there. Uh, yeah. It just yeah, it came out of left field, and I was in the gym listening, like just making the weirdest <laughs> face at this guy doing like bench presses next to me, and I was like, "Don't worry, man. It's not your form. You're fine. This, this shit just is yeah. wilding." There it goes, ear. man. There it yeah. goes. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just a very and that's what I meant with like it feels like two different albums. Like, that song does not sound like... Mm-hmm. When I first heard that, I thought, like, I was like, is this, like, a feature? I was like, is this a different right. person singing? I actually went and looked at the song credits to see if there was, like, a different singer on it or something. I was like, is this a different person? Because the vocal sounds so different than, like, her all of her clean vocals on the rest of the mm-hmm. record. And it just kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah. So... It does call back to the first track, though, right? Yeah, and that's at the very end of that. That's the cool part about that song and how I knew that I was still listening to the same album because they they go straight back to the melodies and the lyrics on the first song or whatever it is. Yeah, so I do like that mm. because when that's done, I mean, not many bands often do that these days. Like, I feel like way back in the day, receiving into sirens used to be masters of doing that kind of stuff. You know, Casey Crescenzo. Yeah, he's the man, the myth, the legend. We yeah. could talk about him for a whole podcast too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not metal, but that dude is yeah. brilliant. So yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird song to kind of close the album to, and I, I think I would like elements of that vocal styling throughout, like the heavier portions of it. It just is was not a, a choice that I would have personally made uh, to stylistically just do like the biggest 180 possible yeah. on your last song on the album. It just, it, it leaves an unsatisfactory kind of like closing to it. Still yeah. a, a good song separate from the rest of everything, but it just doesn't satisfyingly close. Would you say that the ending kind of makes you angry, but like also hungry? It does. <laughs> That's how I feel most of the time, but specifically, yeah, after I listen to this song, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm feeling. I'm right. angry and you're hungry. You're a little both. hangry, maybe? I'm fucking the hangriest I've ever been in my life. Well, I gotta ask you, Nick, what are we munching on? What are we munching on? Give me that shit right now. <laughs> so, today I made a breakfast taco. Mm. Started off with uh, making my own fresh salsa verde, ah. which you both tasted. It was verde good. I loved it in my mouth. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> and the taco, we got tortilla. We got we got uh, tater tots. We got some fucking scramby eggs. We got mm. some fucking bacon. We got some fucking avocado. Top it with that delicious salsa. And we are munching, boys. It had a little bit of a kick. You can't. I, yeah. I I can't talk immediately after yeah. taking a bite of that. It's got a little spice. It's got a little spice. It's got a little, 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 little bit of spice. Everything nice. Yeah, baby. Delicious. Also, we're sipping on a little bit of coffee from a place called La Finca. La Finca. Brian actually brought this uh, bag of beans. Uh, thank you, Brian. 
uh, from a little coffee shop out in Eureka. And they're actually opening up a second location in the Grove uh, in St. Louis, Missouri. If you're here, go to La Finca. It's delicious. It's tremendous coffee. I had it for the first time two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It's great. It's favorite spot. We're probably there at least once, maybe twice a week. And nice. uh, we always get pup cups, too. Nice. And yeah. they, this is like, you know, a little cup filled with whipped cream and they put a little doggy treat in it. And yeah. The way that you said that, I thought you were going to go, it's my favorite spot. We've been there once. <laughs> we went there once. It was once. good. That we're, there maybe, we're there maybe once. I was like, cool. Once. Maybe one time. Just once. Yeah, nice. And it's I mean, my favorite. <laughs> and I was like, good for you. I see where he's coming from now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, um, that's what we're munching on today. And actually, if... I, if we do this, if we did it right, you'll see a little video up on our Instagram of the delicious taco. You can look mm. at it there whenever you want. Which is always. Which watch is it all always, the time. Anytime. Continue to watch it over, over and, and over. over again. Great. So we're going to get into a couple uh, singles uh, that came out fairly recently. A couple of uh, our faves. Um, first one is from a band called Within Destruction. The song is called Scars. Gonna play it. Why do I even care? This is not a game. You just run the other fucking way. You never let me see the scars. How can I save you? Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's a crazy song. It is, and uh, so if anybody's familiar with Within Destruction, they bring the brute. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I first listened to them. Brute. They the bring the brute. I first listened to them in their album Death Wish. W- Death Wish can't talk. Uh, which is very heavy. Now I, I think I'm. I may not pronounce it right. Yokai, I think is. As the uh, nerdy boy of the group, uh, yes, it's Yokai. Okay. You got it right. Thank you. I appreciate that. The academic, everyone. Um, Yokai, incredible. Uh, that was their last album before the newest one that's coming out here in September. Stunning artwork on that album, mm-hmm. too. Really it's great. cool looking. Also, uh, Jason Richardson is uh, on one of the tracks, by the way. What? So, throwback that to last week. <laughs> They're a fun band, but I had a weird introduction to them because I thought that they were the band within the ruins. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and so when I first listened to this, I was like, oh, fucking dope. A new within the ruins because I just am stupid and didn't think I just saw the word within. It yeah. was like, yeah, these guys got to be the, the same band. And I listened to it and I was like, they've made a pretty uh, stylistic change from yeah. the last <laughs> this album. This is very different. I was like, this is very yeah. different. Where's yeah. like the weird, like glitchy guitars? <laughs> uh, this dude's just yelling about fucking something a lot like i don't know uh it's a fun they're a fun band but yeah definitely was a weird introduction for me because i was like these guys don't sound how they remember that yeah and um i want to say maybe they've released like two i don't know three singles or whatever for their upcoming album lotus um but lotus this song was great the one before it had a uh dragon ball z sample in it Hell yeah. And I was all about it. It was like, nice. And big breakdown, you know, and I was like, oh, my pants. So, (laughs) 
I shit. Yeah. I shitted. <laughs> Everywhere. Shitted. Uh, yeah, you but, were like that. I remember Brian, like, back whenever we used to, we were like, I don't know, I was like 15, maybe he was like 13 or something. I don't know how, I can't remember how old you are compared to me, but... I uh, used to like drag, like watching Dragon Ball Z all the time. Yep. I'd see you on like the school bus, and you'd be wearing like a Dragon Ball Z shirt, and I'd be like, "Go I'm get pull that kid's pants down, <laughs> fucking beat him up." Fucking nerd over here. But then I would go home after school and watch Dragon Ball Z <laughs> secretly. I can't tell him. He's yeah, I can't tell him. Fucking nerd. Fucking nerd. But now you're outing it now. But now, yeah, this sure. is this yep. is good. This is some good. It's, good. Uh, it's yeah, nice dude. therapy here. It's nice therapy that's <laughs> going yeah, dude, on. Dragon Ball Z, that should slap. I watch the shit out of it. Yeah, nowadays you're weird if you don't like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. now you're the nerd if you don't like it. <laughs> what do you like, Stranger Things? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, the the last uh, single we're going to talk about is from a band called Psychroptic. Is that right? Psychroptic. Psychroptic, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah Jordan, uh, yeah. yeah, so Is Jordan right? found this one, and uh, I did listen to it a couple times, and it's a cool song. It's called a It's Fools. some good pop music. It's, it's good pop music. Good just shit. Yeah, dude, just upbeat. Super chill. Little club. Super chill. Yeah. Yeah, super chill, super chill. Yeah, fucking um, rich. For sure. Since you showed me that song, I'm actually pretty excited to listen to the record. Um, it's coming out, or it's or is it out? It's coming out. It's coming out. August fifth. Yeah. So that's actually for for next week. That's actually the record we're gonna discuss and talk a little yeah. bit more about. I think the the band again is Psychroptic, and the record is gonna be called Divine Council. Yeah, songs songs fun, and, and they've got uh, three other singles that they've released. Um, and I, I've seen these guys before mentioned, but never really listened to them because I used to not be super duper into tech death. But apparently they've been around for over 20 years. And I oh, was Jesus. just like, I was like, these guys are fucking new young bucks. They're yeah. they're coming into the I'm scene like, check hot. out this new band, Psychroptic. I think Psychroptic. that's it. They're like, we've been fucking playing yeah, metal since you're shitting in your little diapies. Yeah, I go to the metal bar that's here in St. Louis and they slap me when I say listen to this new band. They're oh like, yeah, you're poser. Uh, fucking poser. But yeah, the the, <laughs> the the album, or the singles that I've heard so far, lots of really fun, tasty riffs. They don't ever sacrifice like melody um, and composition for technicality, which is something that we kind of talked up a little bit about with the uh, Jason Richardson album last mm-hmm. week. Is uh, like that balance of hyper technicality with like good songwriting and, and melody and those kinds of things. Uh, so yeah, it's just a fun fucking track. Definitely should Agreed. give it a listen. Yep. I'm looking forward to listening to the other songs. I think it's nine songs long too. So I thought you were gonna say they never sacrifice like goats or something. When you like they never sacrifice. They they might. I think <laughs> they should. They, well, if they've been around as long as they have, I feel like <laughs> they they've probably sacrificed, have sacrificed a goat goats. or two. Yeah, yeah they're Australian too, so I don't know what they do. I'm mm. looking now to it in their Spotify. Every album they have is nine songs. Do you think they do that on purpose? Whoa, Whoa. they got it. There's something behind that, right? They, Some type the, of sacrifice. The number nine. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> if if I'm not on the next episode, it's because I went down a real wild rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm Hit looking, us up, Psychroptic, and let us know. Let us know what's going on. Mate, uh, but yeah, 
Looking mate. forward to that album. <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> also, really, really cool album artwork. The new album has. Uh, it's of this dude drowning another dude, which sounds That's gnarly. Sick. And I guess it kind of is, but it's like really beautiful. Love that. The album art is. So, yeah. That's, that's nice. Looking forward to giving this spin with you boys next week. I'm excited for it. Tech Hell Death. That'll yeah. be something new for us because we yeah. haven't reviewed a Tech Death uh, album yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to listen to it a little bit more Hell intensely yeah. to learn it because there was a lot of changes in that. Mm-hmm. So, in that 30 seconds. There yeah. Was at least that we six. just listened to. Yeah. yeah. Cool, guys. Well, thanks for ha- coming and hanging out at the Metal Brunch Club. Woo. Yeet. It's a good time. Episode thanks for inviting us. That's it. That's all we got to talk about. That's it. I'll miss you. Until next week. I'll miss you guys. Love you both. Love y'all. Love to you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.